Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters, no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another awesome Friday on medicinal herbs for the healing. Last week, we talked a lot about PCOS, which a lot of followers that I know have PCOS, they thanked me, they asked me questions, and they were diving into doing their own research. That's fantastic. Happy healing, guys. I hope everything works out. And again, make sure to contact your medical provider, because if you are on an a medication or a supplementation they have you taking. I want to make sure that whatever you're researching is okay with them as well. Make sure to protect your body, but also be your own advocate. Also, side note and fun fact, while we begin this little episode today, last Saturday was our solar eclipse. And I had my father-in-law send me a picture through his welding helmet of the solar eclipse. It was so cool. If you guys missed it, try and Google images from October 14, 2023 solar eclipse. It was so amazing. Even on my social media feed, people from different states were posting how they caught the ring of fire when the eclipse was at its total peak. It is beautiful. I enjoyed it. I hope everybody else enjoyed it. While I was having breakfast with my partner, we could literally see the sky dim down like the eclipse was happening. It was so amazing and wonderful to be a part of and witness and just, I hope everybody really got a chance to witness and experience all of that. Today we're going to go into medicinal herbs for infertility. This is going to be for men and women. So I want to really start off with men just because even the research that I found, and I'll even post it too, it wasn't as detail-orientated as with women. I don't know why they do that, but they do it. One thing I do want to say is I have found a supplement on Amazon, and I know some people are very skeptical about doing Amazon supplements. However, a few of my clients that are males take this as an energy booster or even as a workout enhancement type of thing that's all natural. And it's by Element, E-L-M-N-T, that I found through Amazon. The amount of ingredients is really amazing with citrulline, ashwagandha, arginine, horny goat weed extract, fenugreek seed extract, tribulus tet tris fruit extract, uh, tenga alley root extract. So it has a lot of medicinal properties in it. And the one thing I want to say is if you go on, I'll link it in the bio so you guys can go ahead and, or in the show notes, so you guys can go ahead and see if it's something you want to actually look into or purchase, whatever that feels like for you as a male. However, it really has shown significant increase in productivity and energy, the way their lifts have been with my male clients, and it's all natural ingredients. 
One thing I do want to state and cautionary advisement, again, please consult with your medical provider if you're on a certain medication, if you're already taking TRT, if something is going on, and start off slow. This says a max of three capsules. Don't automatically go from zero to 100. Please don't. Please, please, please don't. Take one, assess, wait three days, and then introduce another one and try and keep them spaced out and see how that works for you. However, the research study that I will provide in the show notes for men with infertility issues is going to be a case study. And really, it's a very short case study to read. However, what they really found were the medicinal plants of ashwagandha, ginseng, saffron, nigella sativa, palm pollen, topolaf, adophon, and a few other ones that I'm just not very good at pronouncing. Let's just be honest with that. However, if you go into and read it, it's like alpinia, ofrasinarum, mucana, perian, stuff like that. Like I said, it's very, very complicated names, but it shows you two different study groups from those medicinals. So like, for instance, they did one with ashwagandha and they took 180 infertile men, 75 infertile men, um, 120 infertile men, 75 normal healthy fertile men. So they did like a huge elaborative study and it shows you what their sperm analysis was, how their count went up or down and everything that. And it truly just depended on their lifestyle, smoking, non-smoking, healthy habits, exercise routine, placebo effects, sexual activity, age, things of that nature were all something that played a role inside of this case study. So it was very interesting. However, some dependent on the variables that played into it effect showed up an increase in sperm count. So with the conclusion, it really is one of those things where if you're taking care of yourself, if you're eating right, if you're exercising, if you're drinking the water and you provide yourself with supplementation medicinally, you will see an increase in sperm count. However, that may not be the case for everybody just because of genetics as well. You have to, that's why I always tell you guys, and I sound like a squawking parrot, I know I get it, please consult with your medical provider. I do not know your history. I do not know your background. I do not know the limitations in your body. That is something you need to discuss with your doctor or a natural path if you decide to go and see that. Google in general pulled up a few websites that this is why I bring it up is because it was linked to the supplement I'm going to provide in the show notes. But again, ashwagandha, a lot of people think that Women are the ones that only need to be taking ashwagandha. No, men too. Men show an improvement with ashwagandha as well. Maca root, fenugreek, shilajit, tribulus, terrestris, tonkat ali, ginseng. Stuff like that is going to be very beneficial for males who have infertility. That's why I said it's very short-lived. I don't understand why with research... When it comes to our male population, this is so sexist. They give such very short descriptions for male. That's fine. We can dive into females. A lot of this you're going to hear repeated, and I'm not going to 
really spend a whole lot of time on these because we spent a lot of time on them last week with PCOS because the research study that I'm going to link with the females in infertility issues is coming from a peer-reviewed article titled Female Infertility and Herbal Medicine, an Overview of the New Findings. This talks a lot about PCOS in here as well, endometriosis, hyperprolactemia, and hypothalamic disorders or dysfunction. So it's covering a pretty wide base of infertility issues. It gives you the introduction, why there's infertility, how it affects, it gives you a diagram, a chart, what they studied, the years, how it plays into effect. And then it talks about the plants and how they play a role inside of like your blood sugars, your body with menopause, the way it helps with like blood flow or even with estrogen, things of that nature. And then it dives into the actual plants or the herbs that help in general. And this is where I'm going to kind of dive in and go into the female section. Like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I'll go over the ones we haven't really touched base on, but most of them are repeated offenders. So if you do want to go ahead and know more about one that I don't touch specifically on, please review last week's PCOS for herbs. The one for infertility that is new and introducing is going to be pomegranate. When I saw that, I was so shocked, but not really. Pomegranate is so delicious. It has so many benefits for it in micronutrient standpoints. And even in the introduction for female infertility, they talk about how micronutrients play a huge part with vitamin D, antioxidants, vitamin B, omega-3s and 6s. So the fact that pomegranate's popping up and it's really rich in vitamin C and polyphenols, I'm like, absolutely, 100%. Some things, you know, as a professional, I know, but you don't think of as a day-to-day thing because there's so many things out there or it's just not as common or some people really don't like pomegranates. So, or they just don't want to have to deal with peeling them, cutting them, doing all of the extra work. But pomegranates is going to be one of those really nice ones for numerous reasons. So the extract of this plant increases the mucus secretion by almost creating more blood flow to the uterine. And it helps with the thickness of the uterine wall as well. Not only does it do that, but it has also shown that the pomegranate extract really shows better estrogen receptors. So it's almost like it increases for sexual satisfaction. It's kind of like one of those nice little aphrodisiac type of things as well. The study goes more into how it binds with each receptor with its either cervical, ovarian, uh, endometrial, human breast, things of that nature. It really breaks it down more scientifically of how that latches on and how it creates and how it helps and binds. So that is absolutely something amazing to read and dive into. But just know that the micronutrients inside of a pomegranate, as well as its natural aphrodisiac, is definitely something that helps women increase fertility. Second one up on the list is going to be chamomile. And you know, it's so funny. I hear people see say it as chamomile and then chamomile. So to each their own, potato, potato, right? Just call it how you like it. And if you are an herbalist out there and you want to correct me, 
feel free. I am not above myself or egotistical enough to say you're wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm okay with it. However, this one is shown more in the Chicory family. I know we mentioned a little bit about it in a Prego brain moment. Not sure if it was PCOS or for depression, but I know we have covered chamomile for one of these. How it helps with women and infertility is it increases progesterone. So ladies, warm yourself up a nice tea, drink it during day, drink it during night, wherever you feel the need to just feel relaxed. Also, it has shown in certain areas for pregnant women, it's great for labor symptoms to begin. So a nice little inducer right there, which me coming up on my end term, I may take that for a whirl. I like a great nice tea and also it makes me feel relaxed. So I'm not opposed to that. It also has an extract that has been suggested to prevent postpartum hemorrhaging in females who are pregnant as well. As far as the infertility, it just shows that it produces and increases progesterone. So women, if you're struggling out there and you're having issues with your progesterone, this is a really great medicinal plant to introduce into your life. Next one up is what's called Vitex agnus costus, which is a species of the Verbenicaea family. I hope I pronounced that right. Again, it's one of those ones I have not recently or known much about until this study. So as, as I learn and as I teach, it's very interesting to see the numerous medicinal herbs that are out there that really help females, males, people in general. This goes into very elaborative scientific study of how it breaks everything down and how the compounds in this plant, each part play a huge role in improving women's sexual health. And a lot of it comes from the flavonoids of the plant by increasing the release of nitric oxide and another one called CGMP, silic guanosine monophosphate from a vascular endothelium increase, endometrial blood flow. So it kind of like creates that blood flow. It also helps with releasing of the prolactin and FSH hormone. A lot of these we talk about even back in the summer when we talked about hormones. So I know we don't have like a layman terms for this or a way to break it down and make it easier. Just pretty much know that this plant is helping you balance out these hormones that can definitely lead you in a dysfunction or have symptoms of like depression, sadness, irritability. It, it helps regulate you and helps make your FSH and LH where they need to be. Even levels of like estrogen and progesterone have seemed to be improved with this plant as well. So I said, I always link things into the show notes. If you want to dive deeper into it, you want to read it and understand it, read it. And I've had a few people come and ask me questions about peer research. Let me know. I will help you read it too. Next one up, and this is one that we talked about with males, is ashwagandha. One thing I didn't say with males, and hopefully I still have their attention. <laughs> if not, I'm so sorry you guys missed this is there is specific ashwagandha out there. The one that really helps with hormones and fertility is going to be KSW-60 
six, ashwagandha. Because when you start messing with plants and herbs and you're extracting and you're turning it into something, you can lose the potency of what you're trying to accomplish. And ashwagandha has been shown in many studies for many different levels of many different reasons, anywhere from hormone balancing, stress reducing, gosh, man, there's so much more that ashwagandha does. It's like the beautiful herb of a cure-all. I'm a huge supporter in ashwagandha. Our body should naturally be making ashwagandha. Sometimes through what we go through, we need little pick-me-ups. So it's okay to supplement ashwagandha. If you go deeper into the study and you're reading how it kind of contributes to each one of the infertility, it's going to discuss a lot about the hormones, again, balancing with the FSH and the LH. And it's also going to talk about women breast tissues, especially those with breast cancer. So a lot of amazing research here inside of ashwagandha. Next one up is going to be red clover. Red clover, again, breaks a lot of scientific variables down and how the compounds of each single one works. Again, it's one of those ones where we're not just working with PCOS, we're working with endometriosis, postmenopausal, even pregnant, things of that nature. Red clover extract is going to be one of those ones that have multiple different levels of how it's healing to the female body. And it's very intriguing to know that it doesn't just serve one purpose. It can serve you in a purpose of like, even with weight, with bone loss, with hormonal imbalance. This herb is going to be one that shows multiple different variables that help in different aspects. I'm not gonna go over every single part because it's so scientific. You guys will probably get bored with this and just turn me off eventually. So I want to let you know, please go into the show notes, read the case study. It is very intriguing to see all of the receptors that bind to the human body to help in every infertility way a female experiences. Red clover is going to be one of those potent medicinal herbs that really help. Next up is Chinese tea. I don't know much about Chinese tea. Never had Chinese tea. Talks about how it comes and it grows from East Asia, Indian subcontinents, Southeast Asia. Talks a lot. And so it goes into each one of the medicinal properties inside of the tea that are way too long of names for me to even break down. However, the compounds in this plant have antioxidants and phytoestrogenic properties that restore and secrete the concentration of sex hormones, including like your your LH, FSH, estradiol, testosterone, all of those beautiful things balancing you out. And so then it goes more into like the case study of how they found it and everything like that. So again, I've never tried Chinese tea. If any of you listeners out there have experience with Chinese tea, the taste, what you used it for, how you used it, anything of that nature, please feel free to message me or to contact me in a way and tell me your experience. Because you can see from the case study in these notes that it is so rich and so powerful 
that this may be one of those beautiful teas that women are sleeping on that we should not be sleeping on. So please reach out. Let me know if any of you have experience with that. Next up on the list is date palm. And this is crazy because it is actually a fruit that is more from like Iranian, ancient Rome, Egyptian, Chinese, and Greek. So this is kind of like, I always saw it as a sugar, but this has so much more essential elements that copper, fluorine, magnesium, manganese, selenium, zinc, the vitamins in it. Woo-wee. They are so many vitamins in it. The anti-inflammatory properties in this is amazing and phenomenal. Do I have somewhat of experience with date palm? Sure, I've seen it in certain ingredients. I've seen, I've seen it in certain supplements. I really enjoy, you know, watching it evolve. However, just to know how potent date palm is, it's another one people are sleeping on. However, it does talk about its potency. So because if you are doing more than you should be doing, and you take date palm, you could be overdoing too much of a good thing. And that is why, again, squawking parrot over here, please check in with your medical provider before starting anything. You want to make sure that you, whatever you're doing, whatever your health regimen is, is matching to whatever medicinal herb you're introducing. Cinnamon we talked about last week, so that one's back on the list for infertility as well. Fennel as well. That one's back on the list. Black seed, which we did talk a little bit about because it's part of a sativa family. And like we discussed, we may, most likely, I have not gotten enough feedback yet. So again, guys, going to put this out here in this episode. If you guys want to know a little bit more about medicinal marijuana and the properties and why people are choosing to vote yes through states and make it legal, please let me know. We will do a show on it but there is medicinal properties to it. So if I get enough feedback saying full send, we will do an episode on it. If I don't get enough, I'm just going to ignore it and keep going on. Black seed for infertility shows how its properties break down and especially with people with PCOS. So again, this can also link back to last week's show, but it has way more too. And it actually brings up a little tidbit about male infertility as well in here. People with also with like respiratory diseases, diabetes, liver disorders, cancers, depression, neurological disorders. This black seed medicinal herb is something that absolutely helps by reducing certain receptors and then increasing the ones that are being suppressed. So again, when you read into the elaborative notes into the study, you can see exactly how each one is binding, secreting, increasing, and decreasing, and really helping that infertility in both male and females. Lastly on the list we have is licorice. Licorice, I feel like we talked about last week. Again, my prego brain is just really struggling, guys. Please bear with me as we are in the final stages of the trimester, of the third trimester. I am just really can't recall past 
days. So bear with me. If we did talk about this one, I'm going to touch briefly on it. This is another one that has a lot of medicinal properties, uh, most especially coming from Asian Europe type of areas. It will break down and pretty much tell you exactly how each one affects like breast cancer, endometriosis, PCOS, things of that nature, and how they bind and how they enhance the hormones inside of a woman's body. So biggest thing is, is that licorice can be used to improve the female hormones by treating the disorder secondary. So a lot of times when phytoestrogen and flavonoids are not doing so well, this is one of those medicinal areas that comes in, helps things helps make things better. So I am wrapping that up. There is a lot in this case study that shows benefits for women. And I do encourage you guys to look into both of them. Fun fact and quick story before we wrap it up for the week, because I knew I wanted to get through both male and female and make this podcast doable and not excruciating. I had a client come to me their main concern was not being able to get pregnant. And I said, all right, let's kind of work on your nutrition. Let's work on this. I got all the full background, medical, everything like that. So the nice thing is, is that they did work inside of a medical profession. I want you guys to know I'm about to share the supplement with you. I shared it last week. I'm sharing it again this week. I do not have any ties to this supplement. I do not get paid for it. I am. I don't have any coat for you to get a discount on it to where I get paid for it. This is something by Alpha Lion that I truly believe in. I have multiple places you can buy it. If you're here in Arizona, I will be more than happy to give a shout out to Discount Nutrition. One's on 3rd Street and Greenway in the Phoenix area. And the other one is on 7th Street and Camelback in the Phoenix area. Nevada, they have a location um, in Las Vegas, as well as I go through Instagram before then. There is a private-owned supplement shop, Nutrical. I'll try and link them there as well in the show notes. Superhuman Woman Hormone Balancing Performance Drink. I like the pink lemonade. They have a watermelon flavor. However, this is such an amazing supplement provider for hormone balancing with my female clients. I have not had one bad review. I have not had one bad reaction. I have literally helped so many women get their bodies and hormones right with this supplement. So I'm going to link it again in the show notes. I have no collateral with this. It is something I wholeheartedly believe in. And within three months, the client who was trying to get pregnant was pregnant. Was it the supplement? Probably. Was it her change in lifestyle? Probably. There's probably a lot of factors that played into a role of her becoming pregnant, but job accomplished, task done. She was able to get pregnant. She was very consistent. She was very thorough. She followed everything to a T. She, it was like a checklist. She checked everything. She checked every box off of her list, and she was able to create the dream that she wanted, and she got the goal. She got the results that her goals were met. So please, I will link both supplements that I have for male and females for the clients I run. I'll link them in the show notes. I'll link the research in the show notes. If you guys have more questions, 
concerns, anything like that, please reach out to me. Next week, we're going to dive into the gut health because if your gut ain't right, your body ain't right. Yes, I know ain't isn't a word. Don't come at me. I don't want to hear about it. I'm pregnant. I don't care. So I hope you guys have a beautiful week. I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday. Like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.